By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. You know, talking about times you've heard songs for the first time you remember, I was northbound on Interstate 5 heading to Los Angeles from San Diego. First time I heard that song. Isn't that weird? I can, I can remember exactly where I was. Driving my $100 car. <laughs> to San Diego. No, I was already in San Diego. I was, I, was, oh. I, I was driving north on I-5 to go to San Diego. It was at night. I was going to L.A. I was cruising the coast, driving did up and you, down. Did you take a picture of the Hollywood sign? I did not because, once again, I didn't have a camera at the time. You know, that was, that was pre-cell phone days. Although oh, I did, it was. I didn't have a camera. I didn't take it with me, though. But I should have. You know, oh, that was God. You know, kind of not thought through. Dumb. I admit it. Okay. Huh. We're talking about this bizarre situation with this spy balloon that supposedly is hovering over Montana. And according to this article I'm reading, Montana is one of five states that hosts the U.S. military's land-based nuclear-tipped Minuteman three missile fields. Uh, they also said, get this, in recent years, a, quote, handful of unquote, of surveillance balloons have been spotted, but this one is appearing to hang out for a longer period of time, according to the Pentagon. When the balloon was detected by U.S. intelligence, the officials said the military acted swiftly to guard against the Chinese collecting sensitive information. Quote, the current flight path does carry it over a number of sensitive sites, the official told reporters. Out of an abundance of caution, we have taken additional mitigation steps. Now, what does that mean? Do they cover stuff up? Hey, you guys, run down to Walmart. <laughs> did, they, did they scour the Internet? No, I, I think they probably shot it down. Well, no, no, they didn't shoot it down. But how do you, if if you're trying, if they're if they're, if it's a surveillance balloon, okay, what do you do? Go to Walmart and buy a bunch of those blue tarps and cover up like the tanks and things like that, or the missile silos or stuff like that, you know? Or maybe what you do is here's what you do: you get a bunch of soldiers and a bunch of equipment, and you put them on the ground, and they have like you know they they have like this thing. And they say, okay, okay, now you over here, you over here, you over here. And then what it does is from 50,000 feet, it's a great big hand with only one finger up. You know, you know they, they sort of, you know what I mean? They get together in a formation like that. You know, like a marching band does that where sometimes they, you know. No, they, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. The Stop mili- it. The military did that. It's a big uh-huh. old hand. It's with the military third phalange. <laughs> right. It's the third phalange. They took all these Jeeps and tanks and military <laughs> men and they put them in Montana and they, they, they arranged them like they had some band director from like Mizzou, the marching Mizzou band director. Okay, you know, we're going to put you in this formation. And well, why am I standing here? Oh, don't worry. But, you know, it doesn't make any sense on the ground. But you get up like 30,000 feet, you look down. Oh, my God, it's a big hand with a finger sticking up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that was funny. You don't think that would work? No. <laughs> See, you know what's interesting about this is I, that could that could mean something to them that no doesn't mean anything. No, that doesn't mean to us. All we're doing, we're just telling, hey, we're number one. You know, we're we're number one. Okay, okay you go with that. I am getting to the point where. I don't even know what to believe anymore. Have you heard this latest thing with Hunter Biden's attorneys? What is the poor angsty teenager done now? Now, keep in mind, let's go through the the generations of the Hunter Biden laptop. Okay, originally when the Hunter Biden laptop surfaced, 
the Democrats all said, oh, that's misinformation. That's Russian disinformation. Matter of fact, there were like 21 people that signed the letter, like, you know, a bunch of these people who are government officials and Democrats. Well, mainly Democrats, but people from, you know, the CIA, people like that. They signed a letter. This is disinfo- Russian disinformation. Okay. Uh-huh. Then, you know, and remember, this was the whole thing. This is when Twitter, the New York Post had this groundbreaking report of this laptop that this you know, the Hunter Biden left. And now we can add, we say he did leave it. You used to have to say allegedly left at this computer repair shop with some weird dude with a strange hat. Have you ever seen that guy on TV? He's no. got this bizarre hat. First Who? off, Hunter? No, this guy is like, he's got four names. He's like Johnny Mac Bingo Boingo or something like that. I can't remember his name. And okay. he's and he's And he's a strange looking dude. He looks like a cartoon character, okay? No, okay. He does. He looks like a cartoon character, okay? okay? And he always wears this crazy little hat with a little ball on top of the hat, okay? I'll find a picture and send it to you. Like okay. Waldo? No, it's just it's just bizarre. It's just a strange-looking guy. Okay, so, so for a long time, and even to the point, if you remember the story, when Hunter Biden was on his book tour, because Hunter came out with a book, you know, everybody was, hey, is that laptop? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Now, earlier this week, his attorneys are now suing Rudy Giuliani, who got a copy of the hard drive. The guy, the hard drive dude, the guy that worked at the computer store, they're suing him because they've disclosed public, uh, private information. But they're not saying it's Hunter's information. In other words, now they're essentially saying, well, this is terrible. You got a laptop and you, you divulge the information from that laptop. Okay. That's true. But now, but there's if it was hunters or not, that is true. But they're now saying, they're now saying, essentially, they're admitting it. It really is Hunter's laptop. I mean, everybody knows it is. Okay. Yeah. So what? Okay. But the problem with this is, this is the problem with our news media, that uh-huh. to a certain extent, what's the old story? Garbage in, garbage out. If you feel, if you feed, lifeo in, lifeo out. Well, if you feed the the you know feed garbage to the news people. They don't. They don't check it anymore. Nobody checks their sources anymore. That's like the infamous story where the South Korean plane crashed. Remember that story? The South Korean plane crash and the San Francisco uh, uh, TV station gave the the names of the pilots: We Too Low, Bing Dong Ao, U Bang Wang. You know, Holy. Fu- yeah, I remember that. I remember Holy Fook. You know, I mean, like, yeah. and, and and. and and but the bizarre part of that story was that the producers at the TV station do you remember this whole crazy story I do the, they didn't even no they did check the sources they called somebody at the at the department of transportation and they got the guy who answered the phone was a summer intern who apparently was the one that sent out this press release. He's like, oh my. You know, he was like working. He was like a college kid. He was, hey, I'm working for the National Transportation Safety Board, whatever. And he put out this press release. So they called him and they got him. Hey, we want to verify this. These are the names of the pilots. Yes, those are the names of the pilots. He made them up. You know, and now the well, you think? Well, the sad part of it is, I don't know if you know this or not, but two producers at the TV station got fired over that. You know, I mean, oh, I'm going, really? yeah, I think it wasn't their fault. So is he still an intern? <laughs> no, he's he now he works in the his Ab- reputation no, is crushed. No, right? he works in the Biden administration. He's like second in command in the comms division. No, no, but that's the, funny. The point being, now it comes out that they knew all this stuff back in back in October. All this stuff, like all the stuff, like in Biden's garage, oh, they knew about this back in October. But they didn't want to say anything because they thought it might damage the Democrats' chances in the election. Okay? So so when they say 
this is a spy balloon and we shouldn't worry about it. How do we know that's the truth? How do we know this spy balloon is not dropping some kind of chemicals? How do we know how do we know this spy balloon is not dropping free marijuana in Montana? How do we know it's not dropping, you know, cocaine or it's it's well, why, it's why dropping would they hover over Montana? Because there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on there with you know, once again there's all these nuclear missile silos. And there's a couple in in Montana? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's several states out in the middle of nowhere where these nuclear missile silos are. That's interesting. Yeah, that's you know. Matter of fact, they're all there. There's a bunch. We used to have them in the St. Louis in area. I don't know if you know this or not. There is a school, at least they used to be. I have to look it up in the in the in the Washington School District called the Nike School. N I K E, not named after shoes, but it was named after the Nike missile base that was out in Franklin County. Did you know about this? I did not, but I knew about the the secret city that is kind of around research park now hold on a minute let me let me make sure i think i don't know if that school's still open or not they might have named it because all the kids were you know the the kids all wore reeboks and they got mad about that uh nike elementary school elementary school in catawissa missouri catawissa yeah uh is that by carthage 2264 highway ap catawissa missouri it opens at 8 35 this morning the Where, night, where's Catawissa? That's in Franklin County. It's I think it's I think oh, it's, it is? Yeah, it's in it's in the Washington School District. No, no, I'm sorry. Huh. Sarah's Merrimack Valley R three district. So it's the Merrimack Valley R three district. It's called the Nike School because there used to be a Nike missile base right down the street from where the school was. So they call it the Nike School. There are there if you, there this has gotten to be one of the things that millionaires are buying. I don't know if you know this story or not. They're buying old nuclear missile silos. Do you know this story? Well, they'd be safe. Well, but they're buying them and they're putting they're putting houses in them. And some of these yeah, people who are I like know. the preppers who they're, you know, afraid that we're yes. going to get killed with a nuclear blast and stuff like that. They're going underground. So, um and and it's there's I think there's several of them in Missouri. You know, by the way, in in the, Air, the Whitman Air Force Base in in Sedalia? Uh-huh. That has all. David was stationed. That has all. Every last one of the B B one or B two bombers, can't remember which one, is is stationed there. Everyone in the world is there. They're all there, and 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 you know, once again, there's nuclear bombs there, in in right in Missouri, because those are the nuclear bombers. If we were to go to war with China or Russia, you know, in a nuclear war, they'd load those nukes up in those planes right there south of Sedalia, and away they'd go. That hurt. Thank you for- Letting us know. See, that was me getting all fidgety because of what you just said. I had a guy yesterday who called me. I have to tell you this story. A guy yesterday who was interested in going on Podcaster, which is our other station now, Podcaster, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-R-R, podcaster.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-R-R. You can listen online at podcaster.fm, okay? And yes. he sends me a podcast he did, and he's considering being on our station. You can actually have run your podcast on our station. That's how we're going to try to make money. Although we're not too successful at that yet, but we're still working at it. Okay. Really? So <laughs> he sends me a podcast he did with some lady who's a doctor and she is, she's an MD and I think she's from Australia and she is an expert on what happens to the human body during a nuclear blast. And she gives the... I don't need to know this. She gives the mileage. In other or you're going to go on. Well, no, no. Anyway, she gives. She says, like, okay, if you're <sighs> if you're at ground zero where the nuclear bomb explodes, 
you will essentially be instantly vaporized. You will no longer exist. You were just you're one minute Brad. you're there, the next Brad. minute you're gone. And then Brad. she goes out five miles Brad. and ten miles and fifteen miles and twenty miles. But and and at one point in time, your eyeballs melt. Brad. Yes, Shelly. What? Oh, you. Oh. <laughs> what? Okay. What? What? <laughs> you had me on ignore on purpose. It's like you muted me. I couldn't hear you. There's something wrong with my hearing. My hearing aid went out. <laughs> uh huh. I don't personally want to know uh, what happens to you when we have an atomic bomb hit. Actually, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. You know what will happen to me? <laughs> what? <laughs> they have also proven that if you eat at least two little Debbies every day, you are impervious to a nuclear blast. So I, I agree. I will be like roaches. I will be walking around. Yeah, like roaches. I'm like a roach. You know, everybody else You're would be, not. you know, I walk around and think what about you, that. Why did you gleam that out of what I said? <laughs> I am a roach. <laughs> oh, stop it. I'm a creepy, crawly little roach. Okay. Uh, get, okay. Wow. Uh, this, the smartest woman in the world says, get new police. Uh, instill respect in children. Blame someone besides parents. Okay. Ah, boy, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, here, she said See, something. I always told my my girl, my best friend Lisa, about going back, circling back to the kids. Your what? kids may act like you; they hate you. No, they don't hate me. They just—I just am dis. I've realized that I've failed them. I, this, okay. Anyway, I had dinner with two of my kids last night. Okay. Yeah. And and two of their two of my kids and their mother. Okay, it's their mother's birthday, so we all went out oh. and we went to our usual place, and. We were both shocked at what our two kids said. I mean, literally shocked. Are the was it the two kids that actually live here? Yes. Well, okay. One lives here. The other one lives in Hooterville. She came down on the well, train. Yeah, we we know that. She she took the train from Petticoat Junction, you know, out of <laughs> out of Hooterville Junction, <laughs> all the way to uh, right to what is that <laughs> to Cottleville. She went from Hooterville to Cottleville. You know, <laughs> the Hooterville. She to... she was on the Ville the Ville line. You know what I mean? So it was just it made me. I, I said out loud. I said, I have failed you as a parent. And my son, no, Dad, you didn't. I go, I have failed you as a parent. Because you know what they were saying? No. First off, my youngest son says that he's a big Bernie Sanders supporter. And I said to him, I go, okay, Mr. Bernie Sanders. Remember we talked about that just yesterday. Yeah. Bernie Sanders, who is the avowed communist and the avowed socialist. You know, in other words, the idea with a socialist is everybody... You know, money isn't important. Everybody gets everything the same. You know, if socialism is exactly that. Everybody gets, you know, that was what Hitler tried to do. That's the that's the start of the Volkswagen. The Volkswagen was a car that everybody was going to get. The government was going to get everybody a Volkswagen. In German, Volkswagen means people's car. So everybody was going to get a Volkswagen, okay? That was where everybody's going to get the same kind of house. Everybody's going to live the exact same life and the whole bit, okay? So my son essentially is telling me, that he voted for Bernie Sanders, and Bernie Sanders is a great guy. And I go, okay, now hold on a minute now. Bernie Sanders just wrote a book criticizing capitalism, okay? He's charging $23 for the book. And if you want to come see Bernie and get a signed copy, he'll be making several personal appearances, but you have to buy a ticket online from Ticketmaster for 95 bucks. Now, do you notice something weird about that? A guy who claims he's a socialist and 
thinks capitalism well, he is to, bad. Somebody has to pay for his transportation. <laughs> but he's saying First class. he's saying socialism. Those little bitty bottles. Social, socialism is bad, and communism is you know. I mean, socialism is good. Capitalism is bad. And what's he doing? He's practicing capitalism. Practicing capitalism. Now, Bernie has three houses. Okay. Now, here we go. Let's go to our president. Our president has been a government employee his entire life. He's never had a job in the public sector. He's always more, you know, like in the private Which sector. Which is a completely so different world. Well, no, no, hold on a minute. Okay. Government work, he was, government world, and he, he's, private sector are two different things. He's been a senator since he was like 28 or something like that. Okay. Okay, and go back and go through the years. Senators were making, you know, back then, I don't know, what was senator making? Like $60,000 a year or something like that. He owns not one, not two, but three houses, okay? One of the houses is valued at like 4 or $5 million. Where did he get that money from? He probably bought it um, when it was at a good good cost. No, but the, the point being is, you know, once again, how did someone working for the government, I mean, you work for the government. Did you have three houses? You had two, right? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> no, but the point being is... Because there that, was a, a, a second house on our property down in Branson. So, yeah, we did have three houses. Speaking of that, I'm all over the road this morning. I read this fascinating article out of L.A. talking about ADUs. You know what an ADU is? No. An accessory dwelling unit. Of course, you know, the, um, only the government would come up with something like that. You know what an accessory uh, dwelling unit is? I have no clue. It's pretty interesting in that you would think the state that has all these tremendously tough regulations, an accessory devel- uh, uh, dwelling unit is like, let's say, on your house, like your property, you have a big backyard, okay? Yes. You could build another house. It would have to be like under, like I think it's under like 1,000 square feet. You could build another house on your property and have somebody rent it from you. And that would that would be legal. Now, in St. Charles County, St. Louis County, for the most part, it's not. You can't do that. But they've actually changed the, the California state law. And what this does, this preempts all the local zoning of all the cities, all the counties and all the cities. So there's a state law now that essentially says that if you own a piece of property and you meet, you have X amount of square foot available, you can turn it you can build a structure or like for example if like you said have a have a pool house remember who what was what was uh what was uh oj simpson's dude what was the crazy dude the surfer dude that lived on his lived in his pool house you know who i'm talking about what was that guy's name I, smartest uh, woman in the world i know the guy with the blog yes I, I do know who you're talking about but i don't remember he was oj's what his name was he was oj's pool boy and he lived in the pool house and he got to be real famous because he had long blonde hair and all the women oh my god he's so cute i love that guy uh, and even though he was an airhead, but that's a whole other story. Okay, that would be legal. In Missouri, it's not for the most part. You can't do that. You can't. And and they talked about this is all, all about repurposing garages. If you have a garage, you can repurpose it and make it into a dwelling unit. And you can, you know, in other words, it's called an accessory dwelling unit, ADU. You can put it like. And the reason for this is this is California state law. They've come out and said this is going to reduce pollution. Now. Think about that for a minute. How's that going to reduce pollution? You know how that's going to reduce pollution? I do not. Because it will increase the population density. And instead of the quote-unquote urban sprawl, keep moving farther and farther and farther away from L.A. and San Diego and San Francisco, they were essentially increase the population density per square mile. 
So the idea being is if you, let's say, if you have an area where you have, you know, it's all residential and you have, let's say, for the sake of argument, you got 10,000 people per square mile, okay? And let's say there's a thousand dwellings within that, that square mile. If you essentially put in another SWAT thousand dwellings, these ADUs, if everybody who has a house builds this ADU, you know, in the backyard or something like that, or repurposes their garage or even like carports or even talked about back porches, you know, if you if you close in your back porch, then it becomes, you know, with a separate, and this is separate entrance and exits. In other words, somebody else could live there. They have ingress, egress. They don't have to go through your house. They have their own key. They can go in. They can come and go. That would essentially increase the population density, but it would prevent those people to from building a house 30 miles from downtown L.A. and jumping in their car every day and driving back and forth. So in other words, what they're trying to do is they're trying to increase the population density, therefore not having people spend as much time stuck in their cars idling on the interstate because that's what you do in L.A. Three o'clock in the morning, there's traffic jams because you know everybody's trying to get somewhere in the 405 and... And you know the the you know all the different I was the one that the you know the all the different ones. So I'm going like, why can't we do that here? I think that would be cool. I'd love to live in somebody's pool house. Matter of fact, my old boss did. Remember I told you the story. Do you know that there's actually houses in North County that have inside pools? I knew that. I used to live in one. You did? Yeah, we had a bad drain in the basement, never drained properly. So we we go down there and swim. <laughs> well, that's pretty much exactly of fact, the, of, that comprehends. Matter of fact, can, the, you, what you, you just said. You know why I have no full of BS. You know why I have no tapes of my early, of the first ten years of me in the radio business? I do. They were all in my basement and when we moved to St. Charles County, we kept the house and we rented it. And I won't say one of my renters, Paul Ford, alias Captain Mac, I won't say anything about him, but oh, okay. he he had he he we rented the house to him and his roommate. So one night, his roommate couldn't sleep because he kept hearing this noise in the basement. And he went down and her and finally he knew what the noise was. It was the sump pump. So he unplugged the sump pump so he could sleep. So a couple of days later, I get a call from Paul. Hey, Brad, we got a problem here at the house. Yeah, what's that? There's two feet of water in the basement. What? There's two feet of water in the basement? Now, keep in mind, about maybe a year before that, I'd replace the sump pump, brand new sump pump. So I go and I look and I, and I go and I go, my God, the basement's got two feet of water in it. We had an area that had like very high ground table in Hazelwood. So I go down to the basement and I see like two feet of water. And I'm going like, what in the world? I look over, the sump pump's unplugged. And I go, Paul, the sump pump's unplugged. Oh, yeah, my roommate said it was getting noisy, so I unplugged it. Guess why there's two feet of water in the basement? I don't know. Sump pump unplugged. Oh, is that what that thing does? Yeah, it pumps the water out of the basement. Mm. (laughs) That's funny. And there was a box of all my recordings of all my first year of my radio business down there. Did you just throw them away or did you try to save them? No, it trashed them. They were no good. You know, they were all full of water. And you know what's interesting? So you dry them out and try oh, to get it. No, no, no. My mom got so mad at me because she said to me, "Oh my God, my son, all your radio history is gone. You give me those tapes. I'll unwind them one by one and wipe all the water off because you know I love listening to you on the radio." Oh, stop it! <laughs> I'm, no, 
No, no, no, no, <laughs> yes, no. Yes, yes, yes. That was my mom. I go, Mom, this took you take you hours. Oh, I don't care. I want to preserve the history of you because you know I've I've my mom would say this to me all the time. I've never missed a day of you being on the air. I've listened to every second you've been on the air. I've listened to from the time you started that crappy little station up in North County at KCFE. I've listened to everything you've said. Every I know every word you've ever said on the radio. I've got it recorded in cassettes. But I want to have the master tapes that you have. I go, well, Mom, I threw them all away. Oh, my God. Oh, she cried for two weeks. Uh-huh. Cato <laughs> Kalen. Cato Kalen. Who sent you that? Nobody. I just looked it up. Oh, okay. Cato Kalen. Yeah, this guy. That's not his real name, though. His, his real name's something else. Cato is like they give him a nickname. I think, I think, I think what's his face? You know that, that they tore his house down? You know that? O.J. Simpson's house? Good. Yeah, they tore it down. Good. Yeah. They built a Taco Bell there. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have to take a break at 730. <laughs> it is BS.show. I can play songs like that because it's Friday. All my exes live in Texas. It's rumored that I've been died. That I'm been. What's he said? Rumor I've been dying or rumor I've died or something like that. Is that what he said? It's been rumored that I died. Yeah. Yes. My alumni association, SIU Edwardsville, declared me dead in 1989. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't tell this story. Occasionally, I get a call from the alumni association, SIUE, my old my undergrad place of graduation. Okay, and I, they're students. They they come in at night. Like they pay them to make phone calls, and they're all very nice kids. You know, guy called me up the other night. He's got. He says, "Hey, can I ask you some questions?" <laughs> And he starts all the questions. Would you recommend? And he says, he says, I'm a, I said, I asked him, I said, are you, are you still? Oh yeah, I'm a senior. Oh, okay. You're going to graduate. Oh yeah. Yeah. A couple more months. I'll be got it here. Okay, great. I said, you know, you've wasted four years of your life. Oh, <laughs> and he says, what? I go, you could have done better. You shouldn't have gone to college. I said, you got, you got debt. Oh yeah. I got college debt. It'll take you 20 years to get rid of that college debt. So look, look what's happened to you. And he says, he starts asking the question, would I recommend going to SIU? Nope. Well, what do you mean no? I go, no. He says, it helped you in your job? Nope. I've never had one single job I've been hired because I have a college degree, ever. Brian. And I said to him, I said, get out Did while you still. Did punch you upside your head? <laughs> I told him to do that. So by the end of the phone call, he says, I'm going to hang up with you and I'm dialing 988. And I go, okay, that's fine. Have a good day now. Bye. Oh, that was nice, Brad. <laughs> I was nice to him. I didn't say any bad things to him. I just was honest to him, you know? Uh-huh. <sighs> okay, move on. So let's circle back. Okay, by the way, depending what? upon where you're at, the emergency alert sirens may have just gone off. Yes. And we don't know exactly why that is. No. Once again, it's somewhat sporadic in the St. Louis area. So depending on you're, where you're at... St. Charles County, Franklin County, Warren County, St. Louis County, wherever, you may have just heard the sirens go off. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe this is the Chinese balloon up in Montana. <laughs> maybe they're really going to drop a bomb on us or something like that. So at this moment, this happened if within... If that was the case, then the emergency alert system would come on. Not necessarily. Remember? Uh, me remember wouldn't it? Rem no. Remember 9-11? 9-11, no, no EAS was ever initiated in 9-11 attack none of them none of them ever I went actually off. remember that none ever went off uh -uh. We, were, we were under attack 
And the emergency alert system, which we have here at the radio station, was never used. It wasn't used in New York, wasn't used everywhere. Matter of fact, there's a big controversy about that. That's a big thing that's going on right now with the National Association of Broadcasters, our industry group, and the FAA, or the FCC. They're fighting back and forth because guess what? Used to be our ES system was a standalone unit which was not connected to the internet. Well, then they changed that several years back. You have to connect, you have to to buy a new box, you have to connect it to the internet, which ours is, okay? Guess what's happened? The hackers have figured out how to get into the ES boxes and in several stations, uh, several stations around the country, this has happened not frequently, but it's happened from time to time. The hackers have gotten into various radio stations, ES systems, and put out false alerts. So now the FCC wants us to buy all new equipment, which is hacker-proof. Now, keep in mind, the old system was... I don't was, think there's anything hacker-proof, well, if, it's only, if only for just a little while. The old system was hacker-proof because, as they call they call this, they it was air-gapped. You know what that means? It, it escapes me. Air-gapping means it's not connected to anything. So in other words... Our old system was literally boxes that sat in the rack that were not connected to the Internet. And the FCC comes along and says, hey, we want to connect those to the Internet. And so, you know, so they did. And get it's the law of unintended consequences. You know, you connect, you know, you know, you the, the FCC wants us to be connected with our ES system to the Internet. But yet then people hack into it. So now they want us to buy new equipment, which we have to put in. And the FCC will mandate it because guess what? They told us to connect to the internet, and now they've figured out a way to get into the back door of the systems, and now they want us to buy more equipment to circumvent the fact that we could have not had it happen to begin with if we would just stay with the old system, which was off off the internet. But, you know, once again, progress, right? Progress, indeed. Oh, man. Okay, so do you want me to tell more about my dinner last night with my kids? I do. My son, my youngest son, goes into the whole living wage deal. And he's talking about how minimum wage is not a livable wage. Okay? That's it, true. But it's... Sh- <sighs> you agree with that? That minimum wage is not a livable wage? But his point Can is... Can you live on $15 an hour? I could. I could very easily live on $15 an hour. Well, you could because... You're frugal. Well, no, it's just to the point where I couldn't live on fifteen dollars an hour, not pay for a house and a car and a but food. Once again, it's your insurance. choice. It's your choice to have a house and a car. It's not my choice. I didn't make you buy. It. I didn't take you to the car dealership and put a gun to your head and said, "Hey, buy that car." You know, I didn't make you do that. I didn't make you buy a house. You did that on your own. You had nothing to do with my choices. I get what I. I that's exactly what I'm saying. But the point being is that and. Here's my thing that always drives me crazy. You hear these, you hear, you know, like, here's my son crazy. and my daughter telling me these stories. And I'm here's going what, like, please, I'm sorry. I, I said, here are my son and my daughter talk, uh, talking about, oh, you, minimum wage is not livable wage. You should be paid $30 an hour minimum. Okay. Well, I don't agree with that, but I well, do believe but that. But see, once again, here's what's interesting. Within the last few years, remember the whole deal? It, it only started like five years ago, the whole $15 minimum wage at fast food places. Remember they started yeah. picketing at McDonald's? Okay. I do. Remember I told you the story? I talked to the guy down in the valley who owns the Culver's. He's the owner of the Culver's. He told me that... There are stores down in the valley, food places down there, paying twenty to twenty-five dollars an hour, you know, to start to flip hamburgers. Okay. Now that I do, you know, I I don't 
really believe in all that. You don't think that happens, or you think that's BS? No, I do believe that happens. I don't say that it's. But the point, you know, it's kind of like the people that need a job or want a job are kind of holding the uh, business owners at bay. Well, but but once again, it's supply and demand. When you have lots of people apply for a job, you can afford to pay them less. And yeah. they're thankful for getting a job. When you have lots of people, that when when you don't have many people to work, you know, I mean, once again, the Hardee's down in on on Chesterfield Airport Road in the Valley closes at 4 o'clock in the afternoon because they don't have people to work at night. Matter of fact, just the other day, I don't know, we didn't talk about this, and I wrote it down and I never brought it up. CVS and Walmart announced they're cutting back the hours of their pharmacies. You know why? Um, because of CV, oh, because of Walgreens. No, they can't what? find enough people to work at the pharmacies. They can't. No, I believe that they can't can't find enough pharmacists and pharma pharma techs. They can't find the techs and the pharmacists. So they're cutting back the hours at CVS and at Wally World where the pharmacies are. Okay, they've already cut them back at Walgreens. Well, I know it used to be. You know, the places were like open twenty four hours a day. Now it's I know it's tough no. to find a twenty four hour pharmacy anymore. If you get sick, I mean my. My pharmacy is like closes at seven p.m. Remember when the remember not too long ago when the WalMarts were open twenty four hours a day and Schnucks I was do. open twenty four hours a day. I do. You know, and and see once again, it's just like the things that bother me is the thing I read the other day. The guy and I've heard this story before from other people in the military. The age group that can serve in the military between eighteen and thirty five. If you're thirty four years old, you can enlist in the army. Air Force, Marines, whatever. You have to be between 18 and 35. If you're 36, there's special provisions for that. I don't know what they are. Matter of fact, it's sort of bizarre. If you know this crazy story, Hunter Biden became a naval officer at 40, which was, you know, of course, he's pulled some strings on that. Anyway, one of the generals, I've now heard two generals tell the exact same story. Of the 18 to 34, 18 to 35 year old men in the United States right now, 18 to 35 year old men, only 27% of them could pass the physical. Now think about that for a minute. The physical is not you have to be like, you know, a football star. You have to be Tom Brady to pass the foot, you know, the physical. The physical is, okay, you know, body mass index, are you overweight? You know, can you do X amount of push-ups? Is your blood pressure high? You know, I mean stuff like it's basic stuff. Twenty seven percent of American men between the ages of eighteen and thirty five can't pass the physical. Why? They're all sitting down in their basement in their parents in their parents' basement playing video games. That's why. You think so? I know so. Okay. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to get myself in trouble. One of the worst things that's happened to our country. What's that? Video games. You know, I sit there and I think this is, I, it's not about, well, it is about video games. Video games nowadays are everything, you know, they're, they're vicious, they're, gory there shoot 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 and those are our video games and those are the people that we're raising but yet if you know they'll sit there and play what is it what's the one my kids play all the time one of the the what they call the what pov uh games or i it's a term for it i can't remember i, I you know to me i have I have. If someone said to me, "Hey, come over to my house tonight and play video games with me," I say, eh, I, "I'm busy. I got to fold my underwear." 
You know, I mean, I mean, you gotta what? Fold my underwear. You know what I mean? You know, I gotta, okay. you know, I gotta iron my underwear. You know, which I don't do, but you know, the idea. I I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just weird. Well, we know that, but well, you are weird. But I've never that's part of your. Charm. I've never had any interest in video games. None whatsoever. None to the point where if someone said to me, "Hey, I'm going to give you a free whatever the top of the line video console is now, Sony PlayStation 46 or whatever it is." If somebody said, "I'm going to give you one," great, I'd take it. I'd stick it on eBay, I'd sell it, and buy something else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. But what I was what I was going to finish. No, you can't do uh, that. What? You can't do that. Go ahead anyway. <laughs> well, every time you do that, you plunk me, and then I don't remember what I'm saying. I, I got a good one there. Every time I do that, you plunk me. Okay. Okay, that was at 747. I have to remember what You are such a baby. Pull that one out. <laughs> I can't even talk without you dropping. The smartest one in the world says I couldn't live on $15 an hour. You'd be surprised. Because you know what I'd do? Uh, it. What? I would prove to her by I could live on $15 an hour because I'd couch surf at her place. <laughs> uh-huh. There's that. I'd just say, okay, knock, knock, knock. Hey, smartest woman in the world. Let me show you I can work in $15. I can live on $15 an hour. Where's your couch? That's my new house. By the way, what time's, <laughs> what time is dinner? <laughs> uh-huh. and, and could you keep it down in the morning? Right, I, right. You know, because I, I kind of sleep in. And, 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 you know, I have a very, I have a very, very special diet. It consists of fast food and, and little dubbies. Can you maintain that for me? And by the way, uh, you know, you don't drive your car much. Uh, you know, you mind if I drive it every day? I could live on $15 an hour really easily, you know. Um, I'm telling you. But the we won't go back. We got to take a break. We're behind anyway. That's you. You know what? This show sucks this morning. It really does. It's Friday. It can be anything it wants to no, be. No, it should be our best show, not our worst. It's 7.48. It's not our worst. It is BS.show. I can get away with playing that on Friday morning. Edwin Starr, 25 Miles, one of my favorite all-time songs. Great brass section in there. Maybe I like that because I used to play that song when I was in a band. You know, you know, did you know that? Did I ever tell you that story? I did not know you were in a band. I was in a band. Okay. Aw. Okay. I have an article which I want to run by you. We only have a few minutes left in this in this in this show. This scintillating show. This is this is an example of how government money is wasted on research. Oh. Okay. It's going to be one of those. <laughs> yes. It's wasted on research because they've just proven what everybody already knows. What's that? All they had That Jif is the best peanut butter? No, all they had to do was is ask men, okay? Ask who? Ask men. Okay. Okay, here's the title of the article. Uh-huh. A curvy body is like a drug to men. That's true. Okay, and the subtitle is, Watching a curvaceous woman can feel like a reward in the brain of men, much as drinking alcohol or taking drugs. Oxytocin. Re- research now reveals. Research now reveals. Duh! Okay. Okay. <laughs> These new findings, new new findings, right? Like they just discovered this. Ready for uh-huh. this? These new findings might help explain the preoccupation men can have toward pornography, scientists added. Shapely hips in women are, li- are linked with fertility and overall health. As such, it makes sense, evolutionary speaking, that studies across cultures have shown men typically find hourglass figures sexy. Okay? Now get Good breeding <laughs> stock. Nice birthing hips. Now get this. Okay. Once again, somebody, the government paid for this study, okay? <laughs> to explore the roots of this behavior, researchers had 14 men 
average age 25, rate how attractive they found pictures of naked derrieres of seven women before and after cosmetic surgery that gave them more shapely hips. Okay, once again, they got 25 dudes in a room. 25, no, excuse me, 14 25-year-olds. They put them in the room and they took pictures, showed them pictures of women's butts before and after cosmetic surgery. Okay. I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> okay, now, here's the stipulation. These operations, uh-huh. these operations did not reduce weight, but just redistributed by implanting fat harvested from the waist into the buttocks. So they it's had, called a Brazilian butt lift. Right, so they had butt surgery, okay? Cosmetic butt surgery. Okay, uh-huh. now, here we go. <laughs> they, they paid money for this study. Brain scans of the men revealed that seeing post-surgery women activated parts of the brain linked with rewards, including regions associated with responses to drugs and alcohol. <laughs> Oxytocin. It might not be especially surprising that evolution wired the male brain to find attractive bodies rewarding. Quote, and here's here's one of the researchers. This is a great quote. Ready for this? This guy's uh-huh. Stephen Platek. He's one of the researchers that did the study. Quote, Hugh Hefner could have told us this by showing how many zeros were in his bank account. Okay. That's true. <laughs> but... Now, now, get this. A cognitive neuroscientist at Georgia Gwinnett College in Lawrenceville, Georgia. That's what he is. He says, but there's more to it than buying Playboy, Maxim, or FHM. For instance, these findings could help further our understandings of pornography, addiction, and related disorders, such as erectile dysfunction in the absence of pornography, he explained. These findings could also lend to the scientific inquiry about sexual infidelity. The scientist also... What is FHM? Uh... That's a uh, the FHM is 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 a, a men's magazine, I believe. Playboy well, I Maxim. Got that, but I don't what know. Is it? I don't know. Who knows? Um, the scientists also found the changes in a woman's body mass index or BMI, a common measure of body fat, only real really affected brain areas linked to simple visual evaluations of size and shape. This may be evidence that the body fat influences judgments of female beauty, do more to societal norms than brain wiring. That's true. Okay, it turns out women find similar optimally attractive female bodies as attention-grabbing, albeit for different reasons. Women size up other women in an effort to determine their own relative attractiveness and to maintain mate-guarding, or in other words, keep their mate away from optimally designed females. <laughs> yeah, when, when women dress up, you know, when women dress, they don't dress for men, they dress for other women. The government paid for this research, okay? It's, that's true. <laughs> These findings should not be construed as saying that men are solely programmed by their biology, nor that women without optimal design should just hang up their mating towel, Platek said. <laughs> Platek and his colleagues, Devendra Singh, detailed their findings on February 5th in the journal PLOS 1, whatever that is. Okay, so <laughs> the government probably spent $20 million in that research. That's probably a big research thing, but I will tell you, and this is true. Well, it's 7.59. I can't tell you yeah, anything. Yeah, you can't tell me anything. We got to go. We have got, a great weekend, everybody. We have to put this terrible show to bed, okay? <laughs> we do have to lay down our microphones That's right. today. So have a great day. Peace and I fly. And stay away from those marijuana places today, okay? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just do. Because <laughs> I'm going to White Castle tonight, and I don't want to stand in line very long, okay? That's why. Okay, it's 7.59. Peace.
Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.